Hi, how are you? Hey, good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for joining the Wellness and Wahala podcast. I'm so excited. <laughs> yes. So everyone that's here, if this is your first time, so this is Wellness and Wahala podcast where we give you great wellness tips and Wahala and Nigerian Pigeon English means issues and problems. So we go give you great tips and gist on how to overcome various wahala. And today I have a very special, special guest in the house. (laughs) Her name is Nicole Marty. She's one of my favorite hometown heroes. She's a teacher. She's a youth pastor. She's an Instagram influencer. And she has influenced me and my daughter and just so many people. So I just want to thank you once again, Nicole, for being on the podcast. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I wish you could see my face. I'm <laughs> blessing from all those compliments. <laughs> you are really a hero. So I just want to oh. have you introduce yourself, you know, give people a quick overview of your background and who you be. So let us know, Miss Marty. Mrs. Marty, because <laughs> both her and her husband are our youth pastors at Mountain West. So yes, over yes. to you. Um, well, my name is Nicole. I am a sixth grade um, earth and space science teacher in Georgia. And so I teach middle school, sixth grade. Um, and I am also a youth pastor's wife, uh, like you mentioned. So I'm always hanging out with middle and high schoolers. <laughs> Yes, and you are awesome. And you're also an Instagram influencer. You have thousands of followers oh. on Instagram. <laughs> so all of you that are social media fans, we will share her contact uh, later on how you can reach her on social media. But thank you. So I would like to start off by asking you um, to tell us a little about your journey and your passion on how you started to, to think about becoming a teacher. Yeah, so my journey is um, not like a lot of other people's journey where they just like know what they wanted to do in high school and went to college to become a teacher. Um, I actually went to college to um, for a psychology degree. Oh. And so I <laughs> thought maybe I wanted to be a counselor. Okay, okay. Um, Yeah, and I had a really hard time figuring out my degree anyway. For the first two years in college, I was undecided. I just, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And so, got my psychology degree and I was working as an assistant in a counseling office. And I just realized that that's just not what I wanted to do. I didn't like sitting in an office. Um, I just needed more interaction with people. And my husband, Uh, was a youth pastor at that time and he actually got another youth pastor position in Georgia and so we moved out here to Georgia and um, I was like hmm I need to get a job out here so (laughs) I started subbing in the schools okay and I ended up falling in love with teaching and I was like wow I would love to have my own classroom someday and so Long story short, I became a sub at the school that I still am at, and they ended up hiring me as a teacher. I was there as like a long-term sub. They hired me as a teacher, and that's where I still am today. So I've been there for about five years. 
Nice. And you are just an awesome teacher, y'all. So let me tell (laughs) y'all, if you do not follow her, like, I'm like, man, I wish I was still in middle school. Like, she really makes (laughs) science really cool, earth science at that, you know, really, Uh really exciting. Um, I'm a science geek type person, so I I love that. And, you know, you make it very fun um, and relatable for your target audience um, of middle schoolers. So you are an excellent teacher. If you guys have not, you know, checked her out, trust me, you guys are going to want to. She really sets, you know, the mark of what we want um, teachers to really be and you have the passion like the love like just like you said you didn't start your journey and psychology is somewhat you know because some of these children they not okay you know oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> i'm gonna be honest i got a teen i got a preteen <laughs> so and a lot of times you teachers have to 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 take on the counseling hat you know some teach oh, some yeah. students are going through a lot at home especially now um during this pandemic so which gets me so my next question is, how was teaching pre-pandemic, before this COVID-19 pandemic and shutdown and virtual learning and now hybrid, some in school, some not, uh-huh. compared to, you know, currently um, during this, you know, pandemic and how, you know, you're handling it and how do you feel like also the students are handling it? Because I know as a parent, like I'm just all over the place. I don't know what to do. And I'm like, you know, I even have a strong, I always appreciated teachers, mm-hmm. but now I have a stronger appreciation. I'm like, Jesus, how y'all do? I can't even handle one child. I only have one child. Y'all got how many children? Like 20 something in one time. Like I, you really have to be blessed and be called and have a passion. <laughs> yeah. So please talk to us about how was it before versus now? Cause I don't think you guys as frontline workers and heroes are really getting um, the respect that y'all really deserve. Well, thank you for saying that. Um, (laughs) I thought teaching was, you know, difficult before the pandemic. And then the pandemic hit and was like, you didn't know anything (laughs) about difficult. Uh, Right. And so, no, I really enjoyed um, teaching pre-pandemic. Like you said, I do a lot of like hands-on activities and labs because when I was in school, science was not my thing. Um, Science was not my favorite subject. And so I really tried to um, do some engaging activities to get their attention, to make them love science and realize like, oh, hey, like I'm, I can be good at science. Um, And so pre-pandemic, that was my thing. I just loved activities, labs, hands-on. I mean, like anything fun, I'm all in it. Like I wanted to have fun too, doing fun review games. And then uh, now (laughs) in a pandemic, switching to digital was really hard for me um, because I did rely so much on those hands-on activities. Um, And so switching digital, um, I mean, I started making little YouTube videos for my students, like maybe doing the um, the lab or just talking about it. And there are online labs, um, but it's just like nothing compared yeah. to being in person. Um, so it has been difficult. It's been difficult on the students. It's been difficult on the parents, on the teachers. I mean, on everyone, administration, it hasn't been easy. Um, and so I'm just trying to take it one day at a time and 
give myself grace, my students grace, everyone in this right. situation, because it's just hard. <laughs> it's, it's really, really hard. And just kudos to, to you and just all the teachers out there that's really trying to hold it together. I said, even you, the best of the best. Oh, yeah, um, is, is a big struggle. And, you know, also this year, um, every year, actually, annually, um, United Nations celebrates um, International Year of Education on January 24th. And I really like their theme this year. It says, recover and revitalize education for the COVID-19 generation. So I want to ask, how can we step up our collaboration, international solidarity to place education and lifelong learning at the center of recovery and transformation um, towards a more inclusive, safe, and sustainable society. I really believe that education is the foundation and backbone um, of our nation. Mm-hmm. Knowledge is power and is, is really going to be the place where we'll be able to start our recovery process. Like this pandemic is going to be written down in history. Mm-hmm. Our children, children, yep. children <laughs> will learn about, you know, this. And, and even me being in the field of public health, like now, yeah. I think even people are in a newfound appreciation of public health, you know, practitioners and epidemiologists and scientists. Like we've always been behind the scene, always fighting um, epidemics. It's never been this large. Um, but, you know, from Ebola to Zika to H1N1, you know, to SARS, there's been, you know, smaller uh-huh. um, epidemics that, that we constantly have been in the background fighting. But this one just got out of control. Yeah. So what do you think um, we can do at a global le- level, you know, to really recover and revitalize education moving forward? Because I think this has really changed, you know, the, the way, you know, we do education that mm-hmm. depends on technology. Yep you know, platforms and things like that. So can you talk more about what do you think is going to be like post-pandemic and the recovery and how education is going to play a key? Yeah, um, that's a great question. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I would hope that it changes for the better after this. I know going digital and everything we've experienced has um, opened up a lot of, uh, like holes in education. You know, when we transitioned Mm -hmm. digital, um, you know, right when the pandemic happened, it really showed like, okay, are we being equitable for our students? Some of my students (laughs) didn't have technology. Some of them didn't have Wi-Fi or hotspots. Some of Mm -hmm. them had technology, but they had five siblings. So they couldn't Mm -hmm. log on at Mm -hmm. a certain time. And so, I feel like this pandemic is really, I would hope, opening our eyes to everything that we've tried to cover up beforehand. Um, I feel like (laughs) the school has been, you know, schools in general has almost been this, oh, let's just put a Band-Aid over it. You know, they've Mm -hmm. been talking about mental health and how the kids need to be back in the building because the mental health is uh, struggling. And I, you know, I totally agree. We need to um, focus on mental health, but a school is not gonna be that, it's not gonna fix it for you. I know. It's not the psychology. Exactly. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's even opened, hopefully it's opening a lot of other people's eyes that, you know, some children were getting food only from school. And so when we stopped, it was like, oh, what are we going to do now? So now we're like, you know, getting them lunches mm-hmm. and breakfast so that mm-hmm. they have food at home. And so I just hope on a global level, 
um, that we see the the places we've really been falling short in education and we make some real real changes yes I think that's key and you know when we talk about the different social determinants of health of how you know community and and our people are healthy education and just access to certain things like access to technology Mm -hmm. access to you know to internet you know they're just assuming that people everybody has it or Mm -hmm. you know access to computers and tablets access to food you know most of the (laughs) the families that were struggling they depended on schools you know to feed their children during the day and you know they just budgeted for for dinner and a lot of these parents that are unemployed right now and it's even you know when people say well they're they're unemployed they at home they can do it no but even being unemployed and looking for a job I tell people that's a full-time job as it is because you know everybody at least me I can speak on that situation being you know, times where I've lost a job and have to look for another one and you have to prepare for interviews, update your resume, is a lot of work. So it shows a lot of the gaps that we've had in society, mm-hmm. a lot of the disparities, a lot of the things that we have swept under the yep. carpets. This pandemic has put it right out in front of uh-huh. our face. So um, investing in, you know, government, both the public and private sector, I think that we need to invest more in education, invest more in public health. This is, you know, if you say, oh, you know, you look at our fiscal year budget for our government, our nation, they invest number one, you know, top Mm -hmm. defense and military. And I tell them, I say, okay, well, all our nuclear bombs, we couldn't, you know, prevent an invisible virus. So, and all that money that you didn't want to invest in public health prevention before, now you're investing Mm -hmm. in now you know, the the cost of trying to get vaccines and deployers and people out in the field to really control this pandemic. So, you know, my mom always says, penny wise, pound foolish. So you didn't want to spend a penny before, right. but you could have spent hundreds, thousands, millions of dollars now. Um, so I think that one of my um, key requests is for citizens to write their representatives and tell them to, you know, our senators, house of rep, especially as we're going into a new administration, for them to prioritize education mm-hmm. funding, for them to prioritize um, health, yeah. you know, public health. Because if you, and these are the foundational structures of your society. If you do not prioritize it, everything else falls in, you know, in times of crisis. Uh-huh. Like in times of crisis, you know, like we're now in a worldwide pandemic crisis. That's when you know which nations have prioritized the foundational things. And a lot yep. of nations, I've struggled and education, I mean, is key. Like is 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 really one of the key things. So that gets me to my next question now. What are some of the Wahala challenges teachers and students are facing in the pandemic? You mentioned some of it like mental mm-hmm. health issues. Um, and and that's for the students, but I think a lot of teachers also are facing a lot of, you know, issues and, and challenges. Um, and I know you've adapted well. I see you doing TikTok <laughs> dance challenges. You know, you try to make it fun, but you know, let us hear about some of the challenges you have over, you know, you have overcome, and what are tips on that you can share with other teachers that are really struggling, like in silence. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of teachers are suffering and smiling in silence, but they're really suffering deep down, and they don't know what you know. 
what to do. So what can you um, tell them going through all this traumatic wahala, how you overcome? Well, uh, just to know that you're not alone. Um, I remember when we first uh, transitioned into this new school year and I remember being so overwhelmed uh, before the kids came back. And it was just like every meeting you walked into, like some teacher was crying and it you could just feel the like heaviness that we felt um, not only trying to do our best uh, lessons, but also, oh, I need to be concerned about my health and I need to be concerned about the mm-hmm. health of my students and the health of everyone around us. And so it was just very heavy in the beginning of the year. Now, fast forward yes. halfway through, um, we are still facing challenges. Uh, they're a little different, might be for me, I can talk for myself. It's like, um, you know, I want to do all these cool lessons and I want it to be engaging. Um, but I also just feel like it's falling short in the on the digital platform. And I feel like these mm-hmm. kids this year are not getting my true side of teaching. Um, and I, mm-hmm. I almost feel bad, like I'm not giving them Uh, what I gave my other students. And then it's also like this balance, like, okay, but when I go home, I need to stop working. So it's like this Mm -hmm. constant fight of let me find cool different ways that I can teach online, but also, hey, like when I go home, I need to unplug and I need to take care of my mental health so that I could be right Right. for my students. Um, And so that is a constant thing that I'm working through. Um, And so to get through it, (laughs) I would just say, take it one day at a time because no one has the answers during this time. Like, you know, there's a lot of veteran teachers that you can look to, but no one has done this. (laughs) So we're all kind Mm -hmm. of like new teachers and just take it one day at a time. Because for me, the plans are always changing. (laughs) Like. This week, we're all digital. We were hybrid. Like, you just never know. <laughs> never know what's going to happen. So for me, I got to take it one day yes. at a time or else I'm going to be stressing about the future, about things that might never happen. So that is a great tip, not just for you and the education sector. I think all of us, let's take it one day at mm-hmm. a time to overcome um this wahala because it, it is it is not yeah. easy um can you also tell us more about i know that you support your husband who is a great youth yes. pastor and you're also a great instagram influencer i'll be trying to do the dance <laughs> like you i don't have no rhythm my daughter will be laughing at me like mom i'm like let me do it. i don't have do rhythm it. either show me how to do the challenge <laughs> No, she's good, y'all. So let her not let her not fool you. But you know, dancing is a, is a form of exercise, uh-huh. but it's also a way, you know, to to overcome a lot of you know the just the depression yeah. and 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 craziness that we're experiencing. So tell us more about that because you know, being a youth pastor, you know, going to church, a lot of our students, you know, you still do the virtual online, you know, um, teaching. You were doing some of that even before yeah. the pandemic, um, but now it's, it's, it's more. But um, I really, you know, there's there's different villages. Yeah. You know, you have your your immediate family. You know, you might have like in laws and 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 people that are like blood. Mm-hmm. You know, but then you have I also say you know our other 
family members, our village of family, like our yeah. church members, you know, our church societies or other organizations you might be a, a member of. And you all have really been a great support um, to even the youths, I believe, um, in the church. So please tell us more about that and, and um, also how you make an influence on social media and you reach, you know, people all over the world. Thousands of people follow you. Oh, well, um, in in the church world, you know, it's a completely it's a completely different world than teaching. But then there are a lot of similarities. And so um, when I'm at church, you know, my husband is the youth pastor and I help with um the youth at the church and so i could be talking to middle schoolers or high schoolers and we're just talking about you know what's going on how are you feeling uh i asked them you know like how's school going you like this digital thing what's what's going on you know i try and get some (laughs) tips from them too like what would make it fun uh but uh just being there for them in a in a different way i don't have to be as structured as like a teacher getting stuff done it's just kind of like um a time where we can just be around uh other people they can be around other people their age and we can talk about some real issues that they're having um be there for them in their good times their celebrations and then you know my hope is that when they're really going through something they feel comfortable enough to talk to me about it um and so i feel like those are the most rewarding times is when someone feels safe enough to open up um and we we can oh sorry my my dog oh. is barking why are you barking he wants to be yes he wants to be you never bark that is so weird oh my goodness we're gonna talk about we're gonna yeah. put you in there we're gonna put you in here because she got you during the pandemic i did i did i got you we're gonna do it yeah quick she's my out. quarantine puppy <laughs> <laughs> oh she just really wanted to be in there um well oh. she says hi i guess <laughs> yes. um but yeah i what was I saying? I think I was just saying like it's uh, really special to be there for students when they're really going through something. For the students. Um, yes. And listen to them from a different yes. viewpoint instead of being, you know, in a yes. structure, teaching environment. And I think that's great because, you know, you're, you guys do it in a very fun way. Thank you. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that that's really special to me too the the youth ministry aspect of it which i feel like prepared me a lot for teaching because i was like yeah i'm around middle schoolers and high schoolers all the time they're weird they're random but they will open up to you and they will love you if you're if you're just yourself and you you know you're real with them so that has helped Mm -hmm. me a lot um as for the instagram (laughs) Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know how that happened. I kind of just made an Instagram because I wanted to follow other teachers. And then I just made some good connections on there and, uh, just kind of grew my following, I guess it sounds weird to say, but (laughs) now I have, like you said, I really do have this, um, platform. And so I, I share a lot of my, uh, teaching um, stories, whatever I use resources. Um, but then I also use it to share my faith, to share what I believe in. Um, Mm -hmm. and I really feel like that is another platform that God has given me and I want to use it wisely. 
and you have because and I think that it's a it's a great blessing you really hit on making um, a big difference spiritually you know and mentally and you know just educationally um, in the lives of our youth both you know in school and you know in in the church community so um, this is really um, a big thing I think um, that that we all need during these times um, when a lot of people are experiencing mm-hmm. a lot of loss and trauma um, and, and sometimes we just don't have the answers you know and we just have to take it to God in prayer and be like look you know we don't have the answers and I like that you know when you guys are preaching and you know and you really show love to the students and say okay y'all have a prayer request because sometimes we right. even forget <laughs> that these children you know <laughs> They got their own prayer requests. You know, the parents, we struggling with our prayers, you know, trying to get it together. And I'm like, oh, you know, I never thought to ask, you know, uh, my daughter, how is it? You know, do do you want me to pray for you or pray with you and what's going on? You know, and this has even drawn me to say, okay, you know, usually you guys also send, you guys mail us like, um, like daily Uh bread cards, you know, to like, to talk to our, to our children, Uh like table talk you know, about scriptures of the week and, and, and some of the things that you've already taught, you know, at, at um, youth Bible study. And then we can now follow up at home, you know, and that also gives me reminders to say, okay, let us, you know, talk about it and follow up and then also mm-hmm. pray together. Um, so that also is igniting our family, you know, prayer altar that was not consistent before the pandemic. So at least that's mm-hmm. another positive that I believe that I got out of this pandemic is to reprioritize, yeah. you know, myself and to, and to know, you know, what is more important and who are more important, especially seeing um, the rising mortality, death and, and morbidity mm-hmm. rates, um, being a public health person every day, hearing those numbers is, is really daunting. And even one of my coworkers today, she lost mm. her godfather. So to take over for her. So it was really, really just a really hard day so I you know I really I personally um, appreciate the spiritual aspect of of empowerment and um, you and your husband do an excellent job so that's why I say you're one of my hidden heroes like if CNN does like (laughs) the CNN hero show to nominate people like you will be on my number one nomination list because you are really um, a great influencer, a great person um, inside and out. So, well, and we love you. a lot coming from you. So, <laughs> so please, how can people get in touch with you? Um, what is your, you know, your IG handles, your social media handles so they can follow um, you? So you can follow me at Marty in the middle. So M-A-R-T-E and then in the middle, that's my Instagram. And then you can find everything on my Instagram. I have it linked in um, my bio. If you want to check out my blog, you want to email me, anything like that is on my Instagram. And so I'm, I'm pretty much hanging out on um, Instagram uh these days that's where you can find me the most (laughs) yes yes well thank you thank you thank you once again for being on the wellness and wahala podcast i will leave you all with the wellness wahala pigeon verse of the week which says baba god fit do anything for you which means that god would do anything that is in the book of luke chapter 1 verses 37 so Nigerian Pigeon English 
Bible, it says, but by God fits do anything. So with God, all things are possible. And I thank you, our uh-huh. hero teacher and Instagram influencer, youth pastor wifey, but she is, you know, she's a minister herself. Oh, thank, you. <laughs> thank you so much, so awesome. Nicole, Mrs. Marty. <laughs> And yes. shout out to your dog. Look, she got a quarantine Evie. dog. What's your dog's name? I got a little Evie. shout out. So, <laughs> yes, little shout out to her yes. and Pastor Manny. God bless you. Thank, thank you. Thank this you. is awesome. <laughs> thank you. Bless up. <laughs>